Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is the lamb. Where's the lamb Offended. Yeah. I mean, you really don't want to make friends around here, do you? I... I didn't come here for that. Hi everyone, welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast dedicated to the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Innes. Welcome to episode 32. Thank you all for being patient with me as I took my break last week. Um, I really needed it because there straight up would not be an episode this week if I had to release one last week, so just thanks for bearing with me on that. Um, Also, I would like to go ahead and just put out a disclaimer. The audio on this is probably not going to be as good as it normally is. Um, I record these episodes on my husband's computer because I have a a Chromecast. I have a Chromebook. I also have a Chromecast, but I have a Chromebook. And if you don't know, a Chromebook is basically like an adult leapfrog toy laptop. (laughs) Like it's fine. It, It does what I need it to do for the most part, which is like it has Google Docs and it has internet, but it does not have a great way to record a podcast. So I'm using my husband's computer, which is like on its last legs. He built it like seven years ago, probably. Um, So yeah, it's dying and the fan is dying in it and you can kind of hear the fan. I think it's maybe starting to get a little bit quieter, but if you hear a sound in the background of today's episode, that's what that is. And hopefully it won't make that noise the next time I record. Um, And if it bothers you, then DM me and I'll give you my Venmo so you can send us some money to get a new computer. All right. Also, I'm going to Denver today. Very excited. I know I mentioned in the last episode that I'm going to Colorado. Um, I, you know, I'm queen of waiting to the last second to record these episodes. So I'm literally, I'm going to like record this episode and then I think I'll have like half an hour to relax and then I'll go to the airport. Um, So yeah, it's really down to the wire on this one. One other thing I did want to announce, um, also I I posted on my personal Instagram, I didn't put this on the podcast Instagram yet, but if you do follow me on my personal Instagram, um, I am actually going to start a second podcast, because I don't already stretch myself thin enough as it is with my time. Um, No, but I just, you know, I really like doing it, and so this podcast is going to be called decom and carry on it's going to be dedicated all about uh, disney channel original movies i don't know it's not going to be like a dedicated release schedule that i really stick to at most it'll be once a month because i can't really handle doing more than that on top of this and everything else that i do in my life so it'll be you know whenever i feel like releasing it um it'll be me and a guest a different guest each time you know, of course, there'll be repeats eventually because they're all going to be like my friends and, you know, other podcast people that I enjoy and invite on. Probably same people who have been a guest on this podcast before. Uh, so if anyone wants to claim a DCOM, DM me. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be us talking about our favorite Disney movies, Disney Channel original movies, not just Disney movies in general. Let's be specific here. Um, and I'm really excited. You know, I grew up with these the same kind of era that I'm doing with this kind of podcast where it's the late 90s it's the early 2000s and it'll be fun it'll be fun to go back and watch all of those and talk about them so look out for that um you can follow the Instagram it's at dcom carry on that's just dcom carry on and if you have any questions or like want to potentially be a guest like let me know 
All right, so that's all the the news, the announcements I wanted to get out of the way. So we'll go right into this week's episode. Um, I guess, I don't know why, I guess I'm kind of on a wife theme because last week was wife swap and this week we are talking about sister wives. So I'm pretty excited. I have never, I will, I've seen an episode now, obviously, but I had never seen a single episode of Sister Wives ever before I decided to do this. Um, I actually, I really didn't want to do Sister Wives. Like that wasn't my intention for this week's episode. What I really wanted to do was 19 Kids and Counting or like 17 Kids and Counting, 18 Kids and Counting, whatever, you know, the Duggar family. Because I have really fallen down the rabbit hole of like, the Duggars and the whole Christian fundamentalist movement as it relates to like the media and pop culture and social media and all of that stuff like there's a couple of really good subreddits that I go on and read and so I really wanted to do that because it's like I have all of this knowledge now and all of this gossip that I want to like talk about about the Duggar family but they've like scrubbed 19 Kids and Counting from the internet. I could not find it anywhere. And maybe I'm just looking at the wrong places. If you have a link or like a Google Drive full of the episodes, let me know because I really do want to do it. But I found like half of the first episode that ever came out. And of course they have their old like specials that would air before they even had a consistent show. It was like 14 kids and pregnant again or other things like that. But that's not the show. Um, they also have like a new show that's still airing called Counting On that doesn't have like the person, you know, the brother who molested all of the little girls on it. They kicked him off of the regular show and then they like started a new show with everyone else. So they have Counting On, but that started in like, I don't know, 2011, 2012. And I wanted to do earlier than that. I wanted to do like the OG Duggar family episodes. I couldn't find it. I was sad. It'll be fine. I'll find it eventually. I'll work it out. But I still wanted to do one, a a TLC show, and two, a show with weird religious fundamentalist undertones. I feel like Sister Wives has fundamentalist undertones, while the Duggars is like overtone, like very much an overtone. Um, So that's why I decided to do Sister Wives. And they have all the episodes on the TLC app, on like Amazon Fire Stick. And so it's really easy to access and watch all of those as long as you have like a, a standard cable or satellite subscription which I do via my dad which I don't think he realizes so thanks dad please never stop getting your satellite tv so I watched the first two seasons I maybe the first like season and a half half of the second season I think what is labeled as season two and season three on TLC are actually like season two a and b in real life but i watched what are called season one and season two on the tlc app i ran out of time you know it's like thursday (laughs) and i've been watching it since like last thursday so i've only had a week to get through everything but it was also pretty repetitive i don't know if the plot lines got more interesting as the seasons progressed but from the first two seasons, I was just like, eh, it's just a family. Like, their whole their whole thing is that they're polygamous, and once you get past that, it's, like, really not that interesting. And it's really repetitive the way that they do the storytelling. It's not conducive for binging at all. So I was like, eh, I'm kind of done with these two seasons anyway. So that's what I watched. Um, so I'll pull from just those to talk about and what I understand of what's happened since then. But... In terms of the background, if you're not familiar with the show Sister Wives, it is a TLC show. 
It features the polygamous Brown family, um, the husband Cody, and he has three at the start of the series and then eventually four wives and like 16 kids at the end, by the end of season one. I think it's 16 kids. So honestly, not that impressive compared to the Duggars. They have 19 kids of just from like one couple. This is 16 kids spread across four couples. I just, I'm really on the Duggars if you couldn't tell. I really want to talk about them. We'll talk about them soon. So it features their family. Uh, so let me, before I go into the background of like the show itself, there really isn't a whole lot of background about the show itself. Um, I think it's important to talk about like the background of the family dynamic because there are going to be a lot of names that I'm going to be throwing at you. I'm not even naming like the vast majority of the children just because it's pointless and it's hard to keep up with. So see if you can keep up. Hopefully I won't lose you here. So Cody's the husband. At the start of the series, he had been married to his first wife, whose name is Mary, for 20 years. His second wife, Janelle, they'd been married for 17 years. And his third wife, Christine, for 16 years. So he married Mary first. Three years later, he married Janelle. And then a year after that, he married Christine. Him and Mary are the only ones who are legally married, like government, marriage certificate, all that good stuff. The other two just had spiritual unions, you know, where they had like a ceremony or whatever, but it wasn't like legal. He wasn't committing bigamy, like an actual illegal thing, welfare fraud, all that good stuff. And what I thought was really interesting is that actually all three of the wives that he married, they were married before anyone started having children. So it's not like him and Mary got married and they had kids and then like they brought a second wife into it. He had three wives before he ever had a child, which is just kind of interesting to me. So like all of the children grew up in this family unit where there were three moms. Like there was their mom, but there were other two moms that they could go to if they needed something. So at the start of the series, he is courting, not dating, he's courting Robin, um, who's like 10 years younger than him. She grew up in a polygamous family, but she just had gotten divorced recently, um, like just being in a monogamous relationship. And she had, she had three kids of her own from the previous relationship. What's really interesting to me is like Robin's background. It was really hard to find a lot of information on exactly like what was happening with her ex-husband, but apparently he was abusive to her or he was abusive to the kids or he had just like no interest in and staying in contact with the family after they divorced because you like don't hear anything about him and the kids never see him like there's never any discussion of like a custody schedule for like you know having the other uh parent involved or seeing her kids at all so I was really confused because I was just like where is this guy like where is their dad but at one point in the season one of the seasons that I watched um they're kind of talking about like what would happen if one of the wives were to pass away because Mary's sister had been in a polygamous relationship as well, a polygamous family. And she unfortunately passed away of colon cancer. And that's like a plot point. Like Mary goes to get her colonoscopy. Why would we thought it's not that interesting to film? I just don't understand like how these people have had 13 seasons of TV. Um, so anyway, Mary gets her colonoscopy and she's all worried. And she's just saying like, oh, if anything were ever to happen to me, at least I know I have. Like my kids have these other moms that will step up and take care of them. And they were discussing that. And Robin was saying, yeah, and for my, like my case, it's a little bit harder because they do have their biological father and that would make things more complicated. So I thought that was interesting that it's like, okay, so would he fight to keep them like would he fight to like you know take them out of the brown family if robin were to pass away i just i don't know it was strange that dynamic was very strange to me 
Um, <clears throat> one other thing that was kind of interesting is that, so I mentioned Mary and Cody were the only legal marriages. Well, in 2014, after he married Robin, he married Robin in 2010, they had their spiritual union. In 2014, he divorced Mary, like just legally divorced. They stayed together in their relationship and legally married Robin so that he could adopt her children because he couldn't adopt her children without being married to her. Um, and then in one article, this is like only one article that I found out of like everything that I read said that at that point their, their kid, the kid's biological father had actually like signed over his parental rights so that Cody could adopt them. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting that that was even brought up as a, a potential issue when Robin was considering what would happen to her if she were to pass away. So that's the family dynamic. I hope all of that made sense. I know it's a little bit confusing. Um, one other thing that I did just want to mention, they are, uh, they belong to a fundamentalist Mormon denomination called the Apostolic, sorry, Apostolic United Brethren. But apparently people within that church don't really call it a church. They call it like the work or the priesthood or something like that, which is, I don't know, it's like Scientology vibes a little bit. <laughs> I don't know it's just like weird so that's the background on the family um the background on the show itself it began airing on tlc in september 2010 it's still airing which i mentioned it's like in its 13th season <laughs> it's just wild to me like it's not that good it's not that fascinating apparently people like it um it's also kind of funny that this it started airing in a time in like the the mid 2000s the late mid 2000s where America was really fascinated by polygamy in general. There was the HBO show Big Love. There was a short-lived like Fox drama that was a polygamist that kind of came out around this time. And then even Katherine Heigl, which I was like, whatever happened to Katherine Heigl? She really hasn't worked in a while because um, she, she was notorious for being a bitch in Hollywood. Uh, she was apparently developing a film about a woman who had fled a polygamist sect before like or right around when the show started airing. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I, I remember Big Love. I think my mom watched that a little bit. I did never watch it. I was too young for an HBO show like that. I had no interest in it. But yeah, it's just kind of funny that America had this little period of time where we were like, what about polygamy, you guys? That's a thing that people do. It's kind of wild, huh? So what happened was like a couple of independent producers approached this North Carolinian, shout out to North Carolina, North Carolinian film company called Figure Eight. Um, I guess the producers already knew about the Brown family. They were on their radar somehow because they approached them about wanting to make a show about them. And then the president of Figure Eight met with the family and he said, you know, he decided that their lives would make a great story. Sure. Um, and so the Browns, they kind of decided they wanted to go public with their polygamy because they'd been living like for years as like in semi-secret. They, and th when the series starts, they're in Utah. So they're kind of close to their community of other fundamentalist Mormons and polygamists. I don't think they have a ton, a ton of polygamous friends. They definitely have some monogamous friends, but they still like have people within their community who know who they are, but they wanted to like, break the stigma I guess and just come across as a normal family so that's why they agreed to go on the show. So a few more fun facts about um, the family or the show or whatever else that I could find that doesn't really fit into the specific family dynamic or show background. One thing that is really interesting is Janelle so that's Cody's second wife she was actually married before him which again is like really interesting to me that there seems to be 
I guess divorce isn't really taboo in this particular religious denomination, which you think it would be just because it's like a fundamentalist religion, but Janelle got divorced, Robin got divorced before marrying Cody, so kind of interesting. But Janelle's first husband was actually Mary's brother. And so she went from being Mary's sister-in-law to being Mary's sister wife. Also, I think I mentioned this, Janelle was the only one who wasn't raised in a polygamous family. Like growing up, Cody was raised in a polygamous family. His dad had like five wives or something. Mary was, uh, Christine was, that's his third wife. I think I mentioned her. I don't know if I mentioned her or not. Um, and then Robin, the fourth one, even though she was raised polygamous, she was in a monogamous relationship before she started marriage. She started courting Cody and married him. So Janelle was not raised in a polygamous family. So when she decided to like enter into this lifestyle and began like courting Cody, a lot of her friends and family really didn't approve of it. But apparently her mom was supportive. Not only was her mom supportive of this, her mom was so supportive that she actually ended up marrying Cody's father like three months before Cody and Janelle got married. So Janelle is Mary's former sister-in-law and Cody's current stepsister and also wife. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> I mean, like, it's all by marriage and not by blood, so it's not that creepy. And they were all, you know, Janelle was an adult after her mom married his dad, but it's like, isn't that fucked up? <laughs> um, also, during the course of the show, the family was investigated for bigamy, but no charges were ever filed because they weren't, I mean, like, if you, you're married to one person, even if you like live with three other people and call them your wives, it's not illegal. Like you can do that. Um, also, unfortunately, Mary had a job as like a mental health counselor in the first season of the show that she ended up losing after the family went public. I think she kind of struggled. I think all the, the family kind of struggled to have consistent employment after they went public with all of this. They've had to file for bankruptcy at different times over the years. Like, I think everyone in the family has filed for bankruptcy at one point. Some of it, like, in the 90s, some of it in the mid-2000s. But when you have a family of, like, 23 people, it takes a lot of money to keep that going. And the only other thing that I really wanted to point out while we're in this, like, background section um, is something that I thought was kind of interesting. So watching the show... Like, my impression was, like, these people are really normal. They don't seem super, super religious. They seem to all get along well. And I was kind of, like, getting on board with the whole polygamy thing. Like, obviously, I find it problematic just from the aspect of this comes from, like, a religious patriarchal place. Not from, like, I mean, yes, these women are all making their choices. But if they were raised in the society where they were taught to believe that, like, the man is the headship and all of this shit, like, you know, it's complicated. But they, like, made it look great, you know? They, like, made it look like, you know, they, they, they made it look like it was a fun time. There was this one thing that Janelle said in the very first episode where they were introducing all of the wives and everyone. And she was saying how, like, at work she'll talk with all of her coworkers and they'll say stuff about how they have to go home and cook dinner and get the kids ready for bed. And for her, she's just like, oh, I don't have to do any of that. Like, I work, but some of the other wives, like, take care of the kids and make dinner, and I can come home and just eat. And, and I was like, wow, that is really nice. That would be nice, huh? Um, but despite the front that they put up, there was a lot of, like, emotional turmoil within the family. Uh, they didn't really get along well. Apparently, the wives didn't even know each other that well, even though it was kind of presented as if they were best friends with one another. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine that's true, but it was basically, like, confirmed and 
the relationships have only gotten worse as time has gone on. I think that probably at the start of the series was when they were all at their best. So I probably saw it when it was a little bit more genuine. But if I had gone on to watch like season 13 or whatever, I'm sure they all look haggard and like they hate one another. So the episode that I am talking about, um, how I chose this one, I thought it was kind of interesting just because in terms of the family, like I mentioned, they don't really talk about their religion a lot. It comes up occasionally, but it's really not... It's not shoved in your face. They they come off as very like open-minded and accepting. And to an extent, they definitely are. Um, but this was really the only episode that they had like a strong reference to their religion and kind of how they felt about it. So I want to talk about that. Um, it also has, uh, it's like an important episode just in terms of what happens and like how it relates to the family dynamic. And also there are a few good snarkable moments, which is important because this is like, I'm you know, I'm a bitch. <laughs> This is a snarky podcast, but there were a lot of other times when it wasn't very snarkable because it just came off as very like wholesome, like I mentioned. So that's why I wanted to talk about this one. So this is season one, episode seven. I think it's technically the finale, although there's like a couple of specials that aired as part of the first season that came after this. Um, But the title of this is Four Wives and Counting, which is also kind of like a reference to how I really wanted to do 19 Kids and Counting instead. So I thought that was funny. So this is actually the episode where Cody and Robin get married. This is like the culmination of him, them courting the entire season and her moving down from wherever the fuck she lived like five hours away and becoming part of the family. Like this is the moment where she truly gets integrated into the family. So part of the reason why I don't like Sister Wives and why I think it's horribly, horribly repetitive is that they start every episode with like clips of what's going to happen in the show and there's a lot of like repeating and recapping. So that's what happens. We see all the stuff that's about to happen in the episode and then the theme song happens. It's not a theme song. It's like the title. Um, Each wife and Cody gets a little tagline. But Cody's, I just want to talk about for a second. His says, he's like, love should be multiplied, not divided. Which on the surface, you're like, yeah, Cody, I can get behind that. Like, that's a good sentiment to have. But there's this one scene in an earlier episode in the first season where him and Mary go out to dinner because she, you know, has jealousy issues. That's always what she talks about. You know, my jealousy issues. Like, they're her jealousy issues. And I'm just like, maybe you just want to be in a monogamous relationship. Like, that's fine. You're allowed to be. Um, I don't know. I just don't like how they always present it as something that she needs to work past. They were talking about it and Cody was saying like, well, I, I know that it's kind of hypocritical of me, but I just, I get sick of the idea of like thinking of you with another man. It disgusts me. It goes against God and nature. And then he just says something like, but I can't, I can't think about how much of a hypocrite I sound because it just puts me in this place that isn't healthy. And it's just like, oh, active like self-reflection and introspection and changing for the better. <laughs> is a place that's not healthy for you. Okay, sure. So he's very like, stick my head in the sand, say what, you know, sounds good, platitudes, but not actually practicing what I preach. That's, that's my opinion of Cody Brown, having watched these two seasons at least. So it opens, it's the day before Cody and Robin's wedding. Um, Cody tells us that it's the night before the wedding. Thank you for doubling down on that. Um, It's going to be a guy's night out. Logan, who is his oldest son, he is Janelle's son he's the firstborn child um it's coming because it's not a bachelor party it's just like a guy's night 
So the structure of this show is a little bit annoying to recap because it's like clips of what's happening interspersed with like couch interviews as I call them. You know normally would be a talking head but it's the usually it's Cody and the four wives on the couch together or three wives before Robin is in the family. Um, or sometimes it'll be just the wives together. Sometimes it'll be like the oldest kids are talking. So they'll have them commentate on what's happening as we see it happening in the episode. So on the couch, that's how I'm going to refer to it a lot, on the couch, Cody was saying how it's good to get away from all the estrogen and be with the guys every once in a while. But of course he makes sure to tell us that, oh, but I do prefer the presence of women, which is a good thing. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, we, we get it. So the guys are at his house. Uh, they're doing dude shit, like a pull-up contest on some exercise machine. Cody actually tells us that none of the buddies that came over for the party were polygamous. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I thought that they had more of a polygamous community. This is while they're still living in Utah. Like they later go on to move a couple of different times and kind of move away from their community. But I don't know, just something something that I thought was kind of weird. Uh, his friend Robert is like, kind of interviewed and Robert says like, well, I'd be happy with one normal woman, but uh, he's got four, which is like, don't, one normal woman, what does that even mean? At one point, Logan says that Cody and his friends gossip more than anyone he's ever seen, so that's kind of just funny. And then another little couch segment, Cody says that there are going to be no dancey girls. He either says dancing girls or dancey girls, but I'm pretty sure he says dancey girls or beer at the party. I guess it's like a good Mormon party. Um, Janelle says like there better not be because my son is only 16. And then we see the guys like piling into the SUVs and driving away to have their good clean fundy Mormon fun. But we don't actually see what they do like the cameras don't go with them. So in my heart, in my heart, they go to a strip club. <laughs> I just want that to be the case. So we cut over to Robin's house. Um, so this is kind of interesting. In the first season, they have this huge fucking house that's like built for polygamists. Like, I don't know if they custom built it or if they just have houses like that in Utah. Like, I'm not trying to stereotype Utah or Mormons in general. I know most of them are not polygamists. But of the people who are polygamists in the country, I bet most of them live in Utah. That's all I'm saying. Um, so they have this huge house that's like three separate apartments but all connected to one another and it just looks like a regular but fucking big house from the outside. So when Robin moves down halfway through the season she doesn't have a place in the house because it has like three apartments. So she gets a house that's like one block away like one block over. Um, so at Robin's house it's the night before the wedding. Robin is showing us the Cody survival kit that the girls, she just says the girls, I'm assuming the other wives. I don't know if she has any other women friends in her life who went to this um but the girls got her that at the bridal shower here's what's in her cody's survival kit a bag of celery because apparently cody loves celery salt because he loves salt does she not have this shit in her kitchen already at least the salt the woman had salt in her kitchen also she says that he doesn't like pepper she's like oh he loves salt he doesn't like pepper who doesn't like pepper like Pepper is just, like, it's like a basic seasoning. Like, you need pepper. You just need it with salt. Salt and pepper. But <laughs> then she tells us about how she made, she thinks this is a cute story. This gets me. It's not cute at all. One time she made him eggs and she put pepper on the eggs because that's how you fucking eat eggs. Um, and he just goes, oh, you put pepper on them? 
That's okay, Christine will show you how to make my eggs. What is with these grown ass men who can't make their own eggs the way that they prefer them? Like between fucking Cody and then the last episode with the spaceship eggs, I'm over adult men who complain about how these women make their eggs. Make your own eggs. <laughs> and so then Robin tries to like walk that back. And she's like, yeah, I mean, Cody might be a little high maintenance, but he would do the same thing for us. He makes sure that everyone's needs are met, yada, 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 whatever. I guess those were like the only two fucking things in her Cody survival kit. Because then we cut away and it's the morning of the wedding. So Robin says that she has a million things to do. Also, it was like stormy weather that day and it was supposed to be an outdoor ceremony. Well, not a ceremony, an outdoor reception. So Janelle says on her little couch interview that she thought it was going to rain. And here's another part that I thought was kind of interesting. One of the few like mentions of or explicit mentions of religion uh, so, you know, Janelle was saying like, oh, I think it's going to rain or I thought it was going to rain. And then Christine replies like, oh, and I was like saying I didn't believe you. And she says, Heavenly Father wouldn't do that to us. But like the way that she said it, she says it exactly in that tone of voice. And like she kind of like looks like she has this like expression on her face of innocence. But it's like sarcastic, like she's being sarcastic. I don't know. I just thought that was weird the way that she said that. Maybe she was making fun of her own outlook. Just something weird. Um, so Mary talks about how the clouds are rolling in and it was getting dark and gloomy. And then Christine says, that's not speaking metaphorically. And Mary kind of, she's joking. She's like, it's how my heart felt. But it's like one of those things that, you know, knowing what I know about Mary and how she had the jealousy issues, that joke is probably coming from a place of truth, you know? Like, I feel like you wouldn't be making that joke unless that was already kind of, like, emotionally in the forefront of your mind. So now the weather talk is over. I know that's super fascinating. Um, we're cutting back to Robin. It's the morning. She's trying to get her girl's dresses ready. I think I mentioned Robin has three kids before, like, as she comes into the relationship. Uh, two girls and a boy who's her oldest. Just FYI. Um, so she's trying to get the girl's dresses ready. You know, she's saying that, like, if bad weather happens, it happens. But they actually have a bigger problem. The issue is that the address on the invitations is wrong. Um, at that point, we see like a little shot of the invitation. And I just noticed that it says it was they were getting married on May 22nd, 2010. And I would have been in 11th grade. That probably would have been right around prom. Hmm. In my head, I got married. I got married, Jesus. I went to prom on the day that they got married. Great. All right. So they have called and texted everyone they know trying to like explain the address, invite, mix up situation. But Robin says she has a backup plan. So she got a large glass jar with a sign inside that says, attention, brown celebration, not here. And then she put little slips of paper in the jar so that people can like, you know, pull up to the wrong address, see the jar, open it, get their slip of paper that has the right address and actually go to where they're supposed to be. So Cody comes in at this point with Dayton and Aurora. Those are two of her kids. Um, I don't know where he was with her kids, but he brings them inside. And he gets a little interview. It's not the couch interview. I guess it's just the like film crew, the producer talking to him like, how do you feel? Blah, blah, blah. And then like cutting their own words out of it. Um, so he says that he's like, I'm, I'm 12. I'm just, I'm 12 years old. Which he means, you know, he's just like so excited. He doesn't have a care in the world. But he, he just says like, I'm 12. 
instead of being like, oh, I feel like a kid again. I don't know. Just kind of weird that he would use I'm 12. So he's just like happy. He's he's just excited. And like Robin is stressed as fuck. She's, you know, she's like, it's three hours before the wedding and I have tons to do. So Cody asks like, oh, do I need to do something? And then he's like, oh, should I go get a bundle of balloons to tie around the jar to make it seem more noticeable? So he kind of just assigns himself that job. Like he asks her, do I need to do something? Should I do this? And she's like, yeah, sure. That's a, that's a fun, good idea. But I don't know like how much that's actually helping her because she's like really stressed out and he just assigned that to him instead of like letting her tell him what he needed. Just something I, I thought about. So as Robin and Cody are working on getting the wedding all pulled together, the other wives and their children are at the salon getting pampered, which I just love that these women are just like, yeah, fuck this bitch who's marrying our husband. Fuck her. Let's go get our nails done. I kind of wonder if the hairdressers at the salon like know the situation with the family too because they're all like kind of openly talking about the wedding. Um, at one point, Chris, Christine and Cody's, well, one of their daughters, her name is McKelty. Sidebar here. Christine has the Mormonist names for all of her fucking kids. They're it's like McKelty, Aspen, but of course they're all spelled with like Y's and I's and, you know, fucked up spellings and things like that. And, um... Oh, the baby. She's pregnant with a baby right at the beginning of the first season. The baby's name is Truly. And it's not even spelled correctly. It's T-R-U-E-L-Y. So McKelty is wearing a blue plaid flannel shirt that I had exactly. I had that exact same shirt in 2010. That's just, I don't know, really places us in the moment there. So the older daughters get a couch interview. Um, there's Madison, who is one of Janelle's daughters. She's also the only kid who has short, curly brown hair instead of like medium, straight blonde hair. Uh, Janelle says it was fun. It was most of, not Janelle. Madison says that it was fun. Most, like the first time that most of them had been to a salon before. Um, and even baby Truly, who's like, I don't know, a month, two months old at this point is getting her nails painted. Can you paint a baby's nails? Like their nail, I feel like their nails are so thin. The paint would just like absorb right through their nail bed and into their skin and like not be good for them. I don't know. I don't have kids, but I wouldn't paint a two months old nails. If you do, I'm not trying to judge you. I just don't know. Is that acceptable? I don't know. Um, so someone says, I think it's maybe one of the hairstylists is like, everybody's got to be pretty and she doesn't have any hair at curl. So that's why she's getting her nails done. And we cut to Cody driving by himself. Um, He's kind of muttering about the clouds, but he says he's not worried about it. He goes to the store. He gets a giant armful of balloons. And then um, he says, he's like on the couch doing his couch interview. And he says that Robin told him to get the balloons to mark the wrong address. But she didn't tell him. He asked if he should do that. Found a cont continuity error. You're welcome, TLC. Um so then Robin is in the salon now she's getting her hair done the music changes to like this soft piano music it's all very like romantic and slow and on the couch Robin says like you know I was just thinking about everything that we've been through you know and like turns to Katie Katie turns to Cody and he's like you know we've really been through tons okay they've been together 10 months and probably for the first like five months she lived five hours away how much have they been together so she like says you know they've just there was a lot going on with 
trying to get everyone on board and just all of the emotions that have been flying everywhere. So I guess that's what she's referring to when saying like they've been through a lot together. But then she does go on to say like, oh, but we want more kids. Like if everything works out, like that's the next step. So that does end up happening. They like have two more kids of their own. Not within this episode, but like later on, several seasons down the line. Um, oh, and just one other thing that was kind of cute in this scene when she's in the salon. Uh, she's like getting her hair done into an updo and her daughter, I think it's like her youngest daughter, is talking about how pretty it is and is counting all the sparkly clips that are in her hair and it's really cute. Um, and it also looks like the clouds are clearing up so they should have a nice like sunny day for the actual wedding reception. Cut back to Cody. He is still driving around looking for the wrong address. Uh, he's pretty fucking lost. Um, Mary calls him while he's driving and she's asking him like have you found it what are you doing and he's saying like oh I'm working on it or whatever um, and then she says to like everyone else she's like oh he's so lost it's unbelievable he's like I'm not lost I can find my way back it's the spot that's lost uh, so he eventually finds it or he says it's the closest thing to the wrong address which I don't know what that means um, I, can't, I think that means he was lost but he gets outside he puts the jug down you know, ties the balloon to them so that there's the marker for when people show up at the wrong address. Here's the thing, though. It's literally just someone's yard. Like, it's just in a residential neighborhood, and he just, like, puts his jug, like, on the edge of someone's yard. Wouldn't that be, like, wouldn't that weird you out if you were just, like, chilling at home and you saw this strange man with long hair drive up in a van wearing a fucking tuxedo come outside put a giant ass glass jug in your yard with like a bundle of balloons tied to it and then drive away that would freak me the fuck out so back at robin's house um robin's helping her son get dressed so at this moment she's wearing this really ugly brown dress and in an earlier episode um it was like this episode before this i think the other wives were at the bridal salon and they were all picking out their bridesmaid dresses or bridesmaidron or just wedding participant dresses. I don't know if they had a specific role. Um, and they were all like ugly brown dresses. Sorry, I hate brown as like a color, <laughs> like a fancy color. Why wear brown when you could wear like blue or like magenta? I just don't like it. Uh, so she's wearing this ugly brown dress. And I was like, where does this dress fit into her wedding? Like, I know that she was wearing a wedding dress because we literally saw her like shopping for one in the last episode. So I thought that was kind of weird, like the first time I was watching it. Um, she's talking to the girls. She's trying to like wrangle all of the kids. And then it cuts over to the couch interview. And she says like, oh, it was such a busy day. It was like ceremony, preparations, hair, getting stuff together. It was just crazy, one thing after another. So she puts ceremony first. So here's what I think happens. And they never like really explicitly call this out. They do say like, oh, our ceremony was private. I think their ceremony was like first thing in the morning. Like maybe even before everyone went and got their hair did and stuff. They had their ceremony and then everyone got, you know, all fancied up, all gussied up. And then they had their reception and everything. Which is kind of, I don't know, maybe an interesting way to do it. We also see some footage of at Robin's house where she's like putting on mascara and she's trying to tell the kids not to fight and they like slap at one another. So it's just kind of funny. Um, and she was saying like, I had this moment where I thought to myself, like, why am I alone? Why is there no one here with me? 
And Mary's like, oh, well, we only got our hair done and our pedicures because you said so, Janelle says. Yeah, if you'd asked us to come over and get the kids, we would have, but we didn't know. And I don't believe them that they didn't know. They are both mothers. They are both mothers who have, like, raised toddlers, not toddlers, these kids are, like, I don't know, between five and nine. Kids, I guess that's the age where you would just call them kids. You know, their parents who have raised kids, they know that kids are little demons and that they fight and that if you're already stressed out trying to get ready for your wedding, you don't need your kids fighting around you, they should have gone and picked the kids up. I think it's just a cop out there. They're like, yeah, we didn't know that you needed help. <laughs> so then over at the big house, uh, Mary is like helping Cody get all dressed up and into his tuxedo fully. He's like, you know, she's getting his bow tie situated and they're very close to one another. He's staring down at her and he tells her that she looks good and she says that he does too. And this would all be very romantic if you didn't realize that she's literally like helping him get ready to marry another woman. Um, so he like leans in to kiss her and she just starts laughing and she says like, oh, I just thought of something funny. Oh, I guess I'll just say it. And she's like, I wish it was my wedding night. So I just, okay, this makes me uncomfortable for a couple of reasons. First off, her daughter is standing right there, like right behind her. And her daughter's like 16. She's not like a youngin. So it's like, she, her daughter understands what that means, most likely. Um, and so then also, it's just like Mary laughs it up as a joke. But since this is, again, like, you know, her jealousy issues, like she has her jealousy issues that she needs to move past. I feel like that wasn't a joke. I feel like she was genuinely saying like, I wish it was my wedding like I wish I could get this kind of attention from you again and you know feel special and have this one-on-one -on -one moment with you but I probably won't ever again <laughs> um so then Robin I guess is still over at her house alone she's trying to get herself and the kids all loaded up in her van and she's carrying her wedding dress into the van even though she has on her ugly brown dress also, the kids lock her out of the van at one point. She has to, like, yell at them to open the door. And Cody says, like, you know, on the couch, and he's like, yeah, I didn't realize Robin was so stressed out. <laughs> no fucking shit. I just, I love that these people are just, I mean, Cody, I think, is genuinely ignorant, but I think the wives are just like, yeah, we didn't really want to help deal with your kids on your wedding day when you're about to, like, take our man and marry into our family. None of this is all, none of this is explicit. It's all very, like, I'm reading the subtext. So at this point it cuts back from a commercial. We hear like the wedding march music is played over the landscape establishing shots or whatever. Couch interview, um, Cody. So at this point, finally they explain. Uh, the ceremony was private, cameras weren't welcome. So Robin says that this is like very sacred to them. Like this is our religious ceremony. And Cody says that yeah, when it comes to like religious ceremonies, there are other people we have to respect. So I have, I have so many questions about this. First, who was at their ceremony? Like that you had to, like the other people had to respect because all of the guests showed up to the reception. And if you were so concerned about like the invitations, having the wrong address, like you could have told them all at the ceremony, you know, like, hey, this is the address. Sorry, your invitations are wrong. So I don't think that there were any like guests at the reception. I think it was just the family and probably their like church leader, officiant, whoever. But also, Cody says, um, you know, when there, it comes to our religious ceremonies, there are other people we have to respect. So I think that's interesting because in season two, 
Um, they've moved to Las Vegas. They all have separate houses. And Cody tries to get the whole family together at Mary's house so that they can have church because they don't have their church community anymore. They just have church as a family. And McKelty didn't want to go over. I'm pretty sure it was McKelty. But McKelty didn't want to go over and have church because she didn't like that it was being filmed. And she says, you know, I don't like that it's being publicized. I don't like it's being filmed. This doesn't seem right. And basically just refused to do it. So I just thought that that was kind of interesting that, like, up until that episode in season two, you don't, there's, like, hardly any mention of their religious affiliation whatsoever other than this one little bit about their ceremony being sacred and private. So anyway, just something, something to think about. Um, but Robin says that the ceremony was beautiful and that there's a lot of love and acceptance and tears. And then, yeah, here's another thing. Cody says that the reception is actually a bigger deal because this is where the guests come. So who was at the fucking ceremony? And, like, why couldn't you have filmed if it was just the family? Unless it was, like, in the Mormon, I guess it was probably in the temple and you can't, like, bring cameras in there, but whatever. Just kind of weird to me. So the whole family, I guess, I don't know if Robin's, the whole family minus Robin's portion of it, maybe just, like, Cody and the first three wives and kids, they all head out to the reception. Uh, it's like in this garden outside. Um, the color scheme appears to be lavender and brown. Don't love that. Not a huge fan of just like lavender and brown together. I do like lavender brown. Harry Potter. Harry Potter anyone? Except for book six. She gets really annoying when she's like obsessed with Ron, Juan, Juan, all that shit. This is now a Harry Potter podcast. What if I just did that like 45 minutes into the episode and I just discussed Lavender Brown and Ron's relationship and I was like and that's it. Thank you for listening to the Harry Potter podcast. Sorry guys I'm loopy. I'm about to go on vacation. I'm so excited. Just gotta get this done so I can go to the fucking airport. Okay so they're in their lavender and brown color schemes. The kids are in like lavender dresses and vests. Cody has a lavender vest and the wives are in those ugly brown dresses that I was describing earlier. So Robin explains at this point, finally, I like hate how they don't explain anything until like five minutes after the fact when you've been wondering. Robin explains that they wanted to get a big family photo taken at the reception. And Mary was saying that I suggested, you know, I would love to have a family photo and I would love for you to match us all and not be in your wedding dress. Um, which, I mean, I guess makes sense. Like, yeah, if you're going to have just a nice family pictures, you want everyone to be cohesive and you don't necessarily want one person to be looking more special than the others but I think it's kind of funny that it was like on the wedding day she's like "Mm, can you actually like take off your wedding dress like you're not that special um so Robin had to get this brown dress made to go with their brown dresses but they're they're getting their picture taken Janelle says hats off to Mary because she helps the photographer get the shot uh so we see clips of Mary like Directing the family, working with a photographer, like telling so-and-so to like squat and so-and-so to like scooch over. And she says, like, you know, I'm a perfectionist. Like, I just want it to like look nice. And they all complain. They call me the picture Nazi, but they don't complain when the pictures come out looking really good. And Cody calls her the picture goddess, which she says she likes so much better than the picture Nazi. And then Robin does something that I just really don't fucking like. She like shifts to talking about the meltdown that her youngest daughter had. And so we see like while they're taking the pictures, Brianna starts crying. She's throwing a little temper tantrum. It's not like a huge temper tantrum. It's just like 
it's probably like it's been a long day but she's been up early it's been a confusing day she's in a dress that probably isn't comfortable all of this stuff like the kids five five-year-olds have meltdowns and so Robin says like she's saying like well she had a meltdown and she decided to turn on her prima donna and Robin's kind of like even making fun of like oh she just started like wah and like you know kind of scrunches up her face and then Christine comes in with some empathy thank you and she's like honey her life was changing like what I was just saying like there's probably a lot of shit going on this five-year-old kid's life like of course she gets overwhelmed and starts crying but Robin doesn't really have any empathy there she's like oh well if that's the case then there must be humongous life changes every other day don't love that then Robin tells us that she was very concerned that people actually wouldn't come to the reception. She said that some of her extended family weren't comfortable with being filmed, um, but that they showed up and she was happy. I thought that was kind of interesting. I think maybe a little bit of it was the family dynamic too, because she had come from a monogamous relationship. I mean, she was raised in the poly, polyamorous, I almost said polygamous community, but she came from this monogamous relationship so maybe like her extended family like her aunts and uncles were kind of just like mm, I don't love that our like 30 year old niece is about to enter into this relationship with a 40 year old man who already has three other wives and 13 kids but I uh, uh, she presents it as if it's just like they're uncomfortable with being on camera which there was like no blurred faces so obviously everyone signed a release unless they were like hiding behind the cameras the entire time so after they took the family pictures, Robin gets back into her wedding dress. Um, I also noticed that she has a fucking huge, ugly butterfly fly clip, like, clipped into her hairdo that takes up, like, half her head. And then we see them have their reception. Um, they cut the cake. Cody gives a speech. You know, thank you for all being here, watching us, supporting us on this day, blah, blah, blah. At this point, Mary takes the time to present Robin with the clatter ring. Um, so this happened in, like, a previous episode, the episode before or so uh, I guess it's like a brown family tradition that all of the wives and Cody they all wear like a clatter ring um, and so it's very sweet it actually is like a sweet sentiment of like we're welcoming you into the family and Robin bursts into tears when she sees it and so she like holds it up and she announces to the wedding dress she's like it's a brown family tradition to wear the colada ring everyone has one but it sounds like she says colada like pina colada so which is kind of funny um, and then in the couch interview at that point, Robin says that she felt like she got accepted into the sorority. So they cut the cake. Um, Cody has some issues cutting the cake. He says, weddings are complicated. You'd think I'd be good at them by now. He also like force feeds Robin her piece of cake instead of just like gently giving it to her. So uh, you shouldn't be better at it by now. You've had three pre like prior to this one. And yeah, they have their reception, they dance, they actually, it's kind of interesting that they dance, it's not like grinding or anything, but you know, there's some like fundamentalists who don't believe in dancing, like the town in Footloose or whatever. And then the other wives kind of start talking about like what their experiences were marrying Cody and coming into the family. Um, so Janelle says that when she made the decision to marry Cody, she actually lost her relationships with most of her family and friends, you know, because she wasn't raised polyamorous, poly polygamous. I'm sorry, I'm almost at the end of the episode and I keep calling it polyamorous, polygamous. These are two very different things. 
mean, I guess there's an overlap, but they're different. Okay, so yeah, Janelle lost a lot of her friends and family from like entering into this lifestyle from people like who didn't understand it. And they had a very, very simple wedding. We see like little flashback pictures and it just looks like, you know, she's in regular clothes and Cody's in like a suit and they're cutting their cake, but it just seems like it's a very low key kind of uh, reception. Christine also says she had a really simple wedding. Um, at least in her wedding pic, like she's wearing a white dress. It's not a really like bridal gown looking dress, but it is a white dress. Um, and then Mary and Cody actually had a traditional wedding. Um, and so she said Janelle was there, I guess, because she was married to her brother at the time. Um, and she says that they served cream puffs, which was just like a kind of funny little detail. And so Cody actually describes like this wedding, his wedding to Robin as a coming out party for them because it's when most people would be meeting them like as they are one big polygamous family. I guess they just had like they had a lot of friends who didn't know, but I'm so curious about how that worked out. Like how do you have friends who don't know, do, do they not see how big your fucking house is and ask like why do you have this giant house? Do they not, like, do they only see Cody with, like, one of the wives? Like, does Cody have friends with him and Mary or a couple friends? And him's, like, him and Janelle have a couple friends. And they don't know, their couple friends don't know that they have, like, he has a bunch of other wives. But, yeah, this is their coming out party. Their, like, presentation to their community. Um, and Christine says it was a blessing. It was a perfect ending of a chapter, which I thought was really weird. Like, that's a weird way to put it, like. Why would you say this is the ending of a chapter and not like the beginning of a chapter? Um, also, just spotted the same uggo butterfly clip on Janelle and Mary. Presumably Christine probably had it in her hair too and it was just like the theme of the night. And so Cody says that he wanted to say goodbye to each of his wives before he left on his honeymoon with Robin. So like as each of the wives got ready to go, he walked them to their cars, I guess. Um, first Janelle and then Christine and then Mary. And so we see on camera as he's like walking Mary up, he's telling her, you know, he's like, I love you, Mary. I love you deeply and truly. And it almost looks like she rolls her eyes at him, like a little micro, micro expression. So I just like, I'm seeing all of these little, like her resentment and her jealousy and just like these issues that she has kind of just like just bubbling underneath the surface. And I feel like, I don't, I don't think I'm reading into it. I think it's really there. Like, I think I'm genuinely seeing it just because I'm coming in with the perspective of knowing that she, like, have ha has had all of these marital issues since then. But, I don't know. Just something something I thought I, I caught. So, um, Robin says that she saw them walking up the path and she didn't want to intrude as, like, Mary was having her goodbye with Cody. So, she tried to, like, walk out of their way. But, Mary called her over and she gave her a hug and told her that she loved her and it's sweet. Um, and Robin tears up as she describes this. And Mary says, you know, this is me welcoming you into the family. And, you know, you're welcoming, me, you're welcoming us too. And Mary starts to get choked up. Yeah, it's cute. Um, so then we have the little, like, final wrap-up couch interviews. And they kind of just talk about, like, what they hope for their family, what they expect from the future. Christine says that, you know, the big thing that she looks forward to is them living all together. You know, I see all of our lives in the future, but what I'm looking forward to is a big, big house with separate quarters for each of us, but so that we can all be together. Which, 
I feel like that's foreshadowing. Maybe the editors didn't know that it was foreshadowing at the time, or maybe these interviews were filmed like months after the clips were and they told her to say that, but that's like the whole point of contention over the next few seasons that they move from Utah to Las Vegas and they can't find any house that fits all of them and they have a lot of trouble finding houses that are like even close to each other. So like the first place that they move into when they move to Las Vegas after they move into like a vacation rental home is three, four separate houses and like three of the houses are within a couple blocks of each other but Mary's house is like a mile away or a few miles away. Um, and apparently that's like a struggle, that's an issue that really kind of starts to divide the family as having these separate houses instead of living together as one unit. Um, Janelle says that, you know, she can just see the five of them sitting together at football games and graduations and just doing all of the family things together, all five of them. And Mary says that she considers the other wives to be her best friends and that she looks forward to the time when they're so close they don't want to live without each other. Which again, I'm like, I'm just, you know, I, anything Mary says, I'm, I'm, you know, digging my claws into a little bit. She's like, I look forward to the time when we're so close we don't want to be apart. Which means that they're not there yet. Which means that there's a lot of times that she doesn't want to be around them. That's what I'm guessing. And she even says, like, in the next season when she's in her house that's like a mile away, she's like, I kind of like it. Like, I like having my alone time. I like having my personal space. I think it's really honestly crazy that Mary has not left the family or didn't leave the family earlier and that's basically the end it closes on like a slideshow of you know little pics and video clips from the wedding itself but that's it like that's the end of this episode that's the end of the first season of sister wives the next episode is like a the browns tell all kind of special and then the last episode is like a one hour i don't know why the wedding is half an hour but the the honeymoon is a one hour special um and it's kind of funny because it's like Cody and Robin are on their honeymoon in San Diego and it just shows them doing all of these like honeymoon activities like zip lining at the zoo and learning how to surf and all of this other stuff and then it cuts to like clips of the wives trying to wrangle the 13 other kids 16 other kids because Robin's kids were there um and just talking about how like pissed they are that they're on an 11 day honeymoon when they only got like four day honeymoons with Cody so it's just kind of funny all right, so the where are they now? I feel like I probably touched on a lot of this as I talked about it because like since this show was still airing, they're not really doing much else other than what they were doing in these first two episodes, which is just being on this show. Um, so I, I mentioned it, but they moved from Lehigh, Utah to Las Vegas in 2011 and then moved to Flagstaff, Arizona in 2018. Um, so... Getting into the juicy bit, uh, so in 2015, Mary publicly admitted that she had been catfished. She had like entered into an online relationship with a man who turned out to be a woman, um, and this caused a lot of like conflict and strife within the family. Obviously, Cody felt that he was like emotionally cheated on. Um, there have been tons of rumors ever since then that Mary was going to divorce Cody, or she's living separately, like separate lives, or you know she's going to leave the family. Um, Mary also I don't know if I mentioned this but she only has one daughter whereas Cody's with Janelle and Christine has like six each and then he ends up having two kids with Robin outside of the three that she brings into the marriage so once her daughter and her daughter is one of the older ones once her daughter Mariah like left the family house to go to college or whatever else I bet it was a lot harder for Mary to see a reason to really stick around with this family 
Whereas the other wives have kids who are really young, so they're kind of like tied to Cody for the next two decades, more or less. Also, um, Mariah came out as gay in 2017, um, but it seems like the the family really accepted her. So that's kind of what I mentioned earlier. Like they're they're fairly accepting, is more accepting than you would assume these like fundamentalist Mormons would be. But their church is not so accepting because the church actually kicked them out. The AUB church kicked them out. Um, after the catfish scandal and after Mariah came out as gay and they accepted her I think that was like late 2017 or early 2018 when that happened also Cody apparently now spends most of his time or his nights with Robin not necessarily his time but like he sleeps at Robin's house every night so the other wives aren't really having as much of a physical relationship with him that's something that said started happening after the catfish incident because he was so angry with Mary also he doesn't really have a great relationship with his older daughters he I guess apparently spends more time with his sons and none of the children who have married have chosen to pursue a polygamous lifestyle they all have monogamous relationships and they say they don't plan on doing plural marriages at all in terms of their business ventures uh since this season of the show has aired um Robin Robin kind of spearheaded the project but it was like a joint effort between all four of the wives. They opened an online boutique called My Sister Wives Closet. Um, I think it was like originally an outlet for Robin to like design and sell jewelry, but it also expanded to having like clothing and home goods and other sorts of things. I don't think it's open anymore. I went to the website the other day, but I couldn't really find anything. Um, Mary opened the bed and breakfast in 2017 which is kind of cool it's a a B&B in Utah it's in the house that her, I believe her great-grandparents used to own I don't know how she manages that I'm sure she like just has someone hired because she supposedly is living in Flagstaff with the family but maybe she just is keeping up appearances and is actually living separately in Utah who knows um, also Mary is real deep into LuLaRoe like MLM bullshit which isn't great but you know she's a polygamous Mormon mom I kind of like she gets a pass like that's what LuLaRoe is like designed for uh Christine I think I don't know if she sells it or if she just like is into it but her Instagram has a lot of LuLaRoe posts as well and Janelle does health coaching um the verbiage on her website seems MLM-y but I couldn't really find anything about like oh join my team like get on my downline so I don't want to accuse her of being an, an in an MLM if it's not true but it's just kind of the same language that MLMs use um and Cody looks like a fucking crazy person now like if you've seen a, if you look at a picture of him season one like his hair is kind of long and unkempt but he says like you know I'm my all my brothers ball are bald and my hair is still long so I guess it's like you know a point of pride for him but now he looks rough like real rough like Alaskan bush people rough and those people don't look great so the years are not not being kind to old Cody Brown and that's it as far as where are they now like they're just doing their thing the show is still airing I don't know how the kids are getting married and growing up and having babies of their own and the family is just bopping along doesn't seem like they're doing super well as a family unit but they're still out here allegedly supposedly all together and does it hold up? Is this show worth a rewatch? So it's hard to say if it doesn't hold up. Like it's still airing. Obviously it holds up. Like it ha- it's on its 13th season. The network seems to think it holds up. It seems to think it's worth watching. But 
it's just to me was so repetitive in the way that the story was told and they'll talk about things multiple multiple times and they'll use the same sort of language to talk about things like from episode to episode so it really feels like they're just repeating themselves it's really not conducive to binging it just it's too repetitive to really be good as you binge watch and I feel like in 2019 if we're re-watching something we're binge watching it it's not like we're re-watching something and like giving ourselves like an, a week in between each episode as we watch it so I don't really think it's worth re-watching but if you are a big sister wives stan maybe you'll get out a kick out of going back to the earlier seasons and seeing like what it looks like compared to what the brown family is like now all right you guys we made it to the end I have plenty of time to make it to my flight so I'm very excited uh thank you all for going on that sister wives journey with me um if you want to follow me you can follow me on Facebook at snapback to reality podcast on Instagram at snapback to reality pod or my personal Instagram really underscore Riley which is now public so feel free to stalk me or friend me if you didn't want to when I was private Um, Or if you want to keep updated on my new podcast, you can follow at DCOM Carry On and email me, snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Um, I would really love to get a few more ratings or some nice reviews. That would be very nice. So if you are feeling generous, please do that on Apple Podcasts or Google or wherever else. But otherwise, um, I will talk to you guys next week. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Bye.